This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. We watch Colby's Clubhouse, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Shut up. It's all about jacking off. Well, aren't we nasty today? I want to see cats. Hey. I'm just chilling. Bang. Bazinga. Yeah, baby. Loser's another word. My wife. Bazinga, bazinga, bazinga. You got me straight gripping, boo. Woo! Woo! And I, oh. <laughs> I feel like probably every guest comments on it. Mm-hmm. So Please. I'm not going to. Oh. Uh, you're more than welcome, yeah. <laughs> if you have a comment, if you have any feedback that you think would help fix our show. No, I love Voice it, it at any Wait, moment. Actually, I don't think I should be talking right now, so I'm so I feel like not talking before introduced or even before the show and the hosts are introduced, that's like an Old Testament mosaic law. But we're living under the New Testament, New Covenant. The gospel. So talk whenever you want. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. You know what I do like about We're here to have Good Christian Fun. As well is that mm-hmm. it's... Um, the the drops are rhythmic, like they're on beat, and I appreciate that. Did you that. just notice that? No, I noticed that before. I just I keep forgetting to say it to you. I have thought about re-recording every drop with just my voice enacting <laughs> all the parts. Maybe I'll do that for our hundredth oh, episode. You should. I wish Bazinga. My wife. Just chilling. Yeah, baby. Game of Thrones. You talking about ganging up. <laughs> imagine, hey, you know, imagine I'm a fan of uh, our guest for the show who hasn't been introduced yet, or like I'm a fan of just Colby's freaking clubhouse. I'm going to listen to this podcast. First thing you hear, check it off. Well, good Christian fun is all about jacking off. That's extremely true. With the help of the Holy Spirit, good Christian fun is a show about Christian pop culture, Christian movies, music, entertainment, media of all kinds, shapes and sizes and sorts. We're very media positive here on the show. (laughs) So if the media is a long piece or a short form, we love it no matter what. I would say we're unprejudiced when it comes to the media that we consume. Um, I feel like the one we have today is like a really good, perfect, right in the pocket of GCFs. Oh, yeah. Goals. Because it's a perfect intersection of like social issues and, and the things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Uh-huh. And like a, uh, a Through the lens of a child. Yeah. <laughs> a simile of like a good show, maybe Barney or, Mick, or Mickey's Playhouse. That's not it. Mickey Mouse Club. And, <laughs> Mickey's uh, Playhouse. But Christian, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. It's, just, it's just great. The LaCroix version of a Mickey's Playhouse, right. if you will. Yeah. Uh, but we're not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church. We're just here to have fun. 
That's all we want to do. I told you I did want to come up with like a good, succinct way to say like, hey, it's safe and it's okay every time. Like a different slogan and maybe we can change them out. Okay, do you have one? Uh, you know what? We're Christians, but we're Christians who say fuck. <laughs> Is that a good one? Is that because you can't say we're Christians who fuck? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I can't say that. <laughs> Oh, boy. But the topic for today is Colby's Clubhouse. And to talk about Colby's Clubhouse, we do need the help of a very special guest. So let's introduce her right now. Ladies and gentlemen, she is an actress. She is a stand-up comedian. You may have seen her on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, or your pretty face is going to hell on Adult Swim. Now, ladies and gentlemen, she's giving me the finger. Give it the hell up for Addie Wyrick. Hey. Uh, hey. Wow, it sounds hey. like I was the first person to talk and then I got really embarrassed that that was like really bad. No, Let's make it the goal fine. that you're the last one to talk on the show too. Wow, on I the guess. podcast as a whole. All right, fine. I'll kill you both. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You've been waiting for someone to come and do the work. Thank you. I mean, I you would be an assassin, which would make sense given your resemblance to a certain assassin. Jodie Comer killing me. That's right. I I love so that. lucky that you look like Jodie Comer from Killing Eve. Whereas oh, I look like you. Fiona Shaw Killing <laughs> Eve. <laughs> think about it. It's true. 100%. If you do a lot of Yeah. I'll yeah. take it. She's a handsome a lady. Let us know what's going on. Yeah. It's okay. We'll do a spinoff. It'll be great. I would love, love that. that. OMG. You also, you, all, well, you also look like Beth Stelling. I have got, yeah. Beth, yeah, that yeah. one too. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've met her. We've, we've talked about it. You have? Yeah. Was she like, you wow, this is strange. Well, it was fun. She, I mean, she's the best. It was, we, um, she's the best. She's the best. Um, <laughs> simply the best. A great album of hers. Um, <laughs> uh, we met at a South by Southwest. Uh-huh. And people kept coming up to me and being like, Beth, wait, no, oh, no. never mind. And Whoa. then leaving me and then going up to her being like, there's a girl here who looks just <laughs> like you. Um, but I had also technically met her on uh, the set of Crashing because I had been on Crashing. Ooh, that's Crashing. great. Yeah, and she was a writer. And um, But we didn't, I got too nervous to talk to her because... I, it was a thing where, like, I think she's an amazing stand-up, but yeah. I also, like, didn't know how to be like, hi, people say I look like you. Because I think that's a really weird way to introduce yourself. So I was like, it'll happen later. It's really presumptuous. Well, yeah. you are they framing it, it in, like, you must take this as a compliment, right? right? right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, she could think that I'm an ugly piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> she could be like, what? She's like, no yeah. one looks like me. I yeah. met someone yesterday who in certain moments was a dead ringer for Amelia Clark. Wow. From our dearly departed Whoa. Game of Thrones. That's right. So I, I've met a lot of people recently resembling actresses from prestige television How shows. do you know it just wasn't her? I'm, I'm almost certain it wasn't. Because I feel like I've seen people have been like, man, that guy looks a lot like Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, and oh, then it was. It was. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Just because yeah. I don't. Was he throwing a camera at you and that's how you knew it was him? Yeah, he threw a camera at me. <laughs> and yelled at gay slut. Yeah, on the NYU so campus. You remember slut. when he retired from public life? He, Is that, he did? Yeah, he put out this press release like legit five or six years ago saying like, I'm done with public life. I'm done with acting. I'm done with like... Wait, what and it was public this, the public life, life wasn't done with him though. I mean, he, he tried to get out. They pulled him back in. What I don't does, know exactly what... It, I think it means like, like... Does that mean like I don't go outside anymore? I think it means I'm not going to act or I'm, like he voice was, off. Or just not he was like or something? breaking up with us? Yeah. Or like get off Twitter. I don't know. Wow. 
Yeah, but thank you so much for joining us on the oh show. Oh my goodness, I, this is this is so lovely. Also, for everyone listening, uh, this home is amazing. It's <laughs> it is, lovely, right? It's super lovely. It's so well decor- decorated. I am describing something you cannot see, so let me try better. Just imagine it like. It's so God, colorful. It looks like so much wealth was just poured into this. Yeah, home we like, take a like, lot of pride in our yeah. home. Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> you have nothing to do with this. <laughs> and you'll never have a home that looks this good. Everything is shit. made you of have gold. A very nice home. Yeah. yeah. I wish. It's Trump Tower. <laughs> well, yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, well, five minutes until we say his name in the podcast. Caroline can't stop talking about him on this show. I mean, I mean Colby's Clubhouse is talking about prejudice. We're going to talk about Trump. We, we got to talk about. We got to talk about some Trumpian children that might be in Clubhouse. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. and how. But before we, oh gosh, there's a joke I have to cut out before we get an angry email. <laughs> but before we get to that, Addie, what is your history experience with religion? With religion, Christianity, God, all that stuff, etc. Um, well, I will say so. So. <laughs> Like myself, it all started with my parents. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You invited me. Um, My uh, my mom and dad were both raised very Catholic, Uh, but they were, and so therefore, I was raised like hearing about them being raised Catholic, and uh, in a negative light, very much so, because they were just beaten constantly. Oh, so it was like my, so it was like my mom. So okay, so my mom is one of nine. Uh, so my mom is one of my, yeah, my mom is one of nine because her parents were Catholic, so they did not use birth control. Mm-hmm. So my grandma was constantly pregnant, God bless her body. Oh, and, yeah. um, but she had nine, uh, nine amazing kids. So they're all awesome aunts, uncles. Everyone got Huge married. family on that Everyone family. got married. Everyone had kids. I'm, I'm an only child. I'm one of the only, only children. Like everyone wow. has siblings except from one other cousin. So your cousins are in the double digits. We got sure. 25 cousins. Oh, sorry, 27, 27 cousins. Holy Ooh. smokes. Yeah, 27 cousins. Um, and we all are like, everyone's cool. Everyone's great. That's awesome. I'm, I, That's in, rare. It's really rare. I like. I think when I was growing up, I thought it was the norm. And the older I've gotten, the more like grateful I am for how wonderful everybody is. And I have a cousin who like lives in LA. So like when I came out here, I stayed with her for a week, and it was so nice. That's cause, so nice. Yeah, because again, I don't have siblings, so they are like the closest thing I get to like yeah. blood. You have is like a small network in the world. Of yeah, people. Yeah, and I like. Yeah, and thanks for putting yeah. in terms of like networking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> well, truly, people you can climb I mean, up socially. I will say like a dream of mine that may not happen because it involves. their dreams also but i would love to like have a tv show where i can employ all of my cousins that'd be so cool yeah like that's the dream you should start a business together they're all great they're all all blood and they all do like slightly different things like Mm -hmm. just like my one cousin sam he like is just really good at like plumbing and ac vents and like building and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah he's a carpenter but Mm -hmm. then also and then like natalie here she like works with like teacher like labor unions and like hotel labor unions and um even like my one cousin joey he's like finance like i think that rocks so hard i I feel like like you hear about Billie eilish and how close her and her family is where her brother produced her album and then her dad's gonna do all the carpentry on the tour and they all seem like so legit like tight knit together yeah it's just nice and i also like just want to get all my all my fam paid yeah just want to get paid and you're a really good electrician right i'm an extremely good electrician <laughs> wait that's your role is yeah like you know that you know those superpowers where you can shoot electricity out of your fingers i have that oh my gosh okay yeah, wow. a really good deadline headline addy wayridge gets a multi-million dollar electricity deal that's overall right. with comedy overall. central right. that's right hollywood reporter eat your heart out <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, but, but so I, the big family on my mom's side, my dad, my dad was raised um, in Jersey city and, uh, 
and like his mom and dad um i don't i wouldn't necessarily say that they were religious people mm-hmm. i don't think but he went to catholic school so like, also all my mom and all their siblings went to catholic school um so all nine of them they all knew the polonescis and then my dad um he was an only child two parents they lived in like a small one bedroom in jersey city like they all slept in the same room but they also had like five dogs and seven cats because uh, because my dad's mom would just kind of like take animals off the streets there's a ton of them and then my dad's grandma lived next door also had about five to seven dogs seven to ten cats so they had like a lot of yeah yeah it's a lot and they had like outdoor cats indoor cats all dogs like they also normal size though (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know where yeah you where you'd have room to put them all (laughs) i mean they really didn't have room and they had like somewhat of a background yeah um and uh my my dad's mom she I think she did maybe secretarial work, I think, but the the dad, um, he was like the type of alcoholic who was just kind of never drunk but never sober. He was always just like buzzed constantly. Mm-hmm. And he fixed vacuums. Um, but he also ran, like was a bookkeeping numbers guy for the mob for the mafia. Whoa. Uh, he like went to jail for like two years or something. So oh like very God. Jersey City. Um But then one day my dad's mom is like, Hey, don't tell anybody, but pack up your stuff. We're leaving your father. Because uh, oh they like, fought constantly. So they packed up everything. They went into a car with all the dogs and cats, with the grandma and all those dogs and cats in one car, <gasps> drove up to Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania. It's like Dushore, Pennsylvania, where my dad uh, lived out very angsty teenage years. Hated everyone, hated everything. Oh, just wanted man. to get the hell out. Um, also because the grandma, within three months, they moved into this big house, huge house with so many rooms. Oh. Um because their plan was to get foster kids and live off money from the government. But then the grandma d- got cancer, died immediately. Like oh one, two gosh. punch, she was out for the count. So now all of a sudden they got this big house, they got to sell the house because they never got the kids. Moved, my dad and his mom moved into a small place with all those animals. He like spent- Plus grandma's animals. Plus grandma's animals, right, all these okay. animals. A lot. Of, some of them, though, like died. Some of them, like went into the woods and like never came shot back. themselves. <laughs> they walked into We're the like, woods. Sorry, shot city. I'm a city dog. And never came back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just that's just the way it was in Dushore, Pennsylvania. <laughs> if I can go to Soul Cycle. I don't want to be the animal suicide yeah. rate in that town was high, high as hell. Yeah, it's it's tragic. Right. Yeah, they okay. really didn't have anything to live for. Uh, okay. So um, so then so then he went to like school and then he got into he got scouted to go to UPenn, which was crazy because. Um, he was like the smartest of the smart in the school, and yeah. like, but no one ever went to Penn or even anything close to Penn. Um, so he goes to UPenn. Uh, the first time he ever saw the campus was when he was moving in. Like he was, he was just sold immediately. Yeah. Went. He didn't go to any classes. Um, he hated school because he had like no discipline because he was he, he was just used to coasting in class. So. He would like not go to school, but he did go to, he started writing for the newspaper Uh um, because he was like angry and he was angry, but like smart. So he did journalism, you know what I mean? (laughs) So he did like the paper. And then when he's 19, he's a sophomore. um, He gets a call from the Dushore police being like, your mom was in a car accident and died on impact. Oh no. So he's 19 and he has to go back to Dushore, Pennsylvania with his college girlfriend who soon broke up with him and bury his mom. And then there's the paperwork that happens when someone dies and it's like, Oh, well surely she must have separated my father. Right? No. So there was no divorce. So technically everything was like to the dad. And then it's like, well, she must have left a will to like, you know, do any of the, you know, the dead things. No, there was no will. Um, and then when he was trying to find all these things, he found his adoption papers. 
He had no idea he was adopted. Whoa. Yeah. So he's 19, and not only does his mom die, he finds out that he's adopted. And his real parents are named George and Penelope Anderson. There is so much plot here. <laughs> I know. And you guys were like, what's your what's your relationship with no. religion? No, no, no. no. It goes back. in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. Deep in here. It really goes deep in there. Um, what? And so, but I think this is like backing, uh, I think, a lot of my dad's opinions on things. Um, but he, and had he been talking to his dad at no, all he was, since that time? Since it was one of those up? things where like neither of them really put in a ton of effort okay is how he's described it to me of being like there would be calls but it wasn't none of neither of them were particularly pumped to talk to each other so they didn't really go on but um and like the last time my dad like my dad's last memory of his mom is just her like driving away in a car like after like saying bye at college oh, like man. he like walked her a certain point to like the school river drive and then she like drove away which i think in like a filmmaker's perspective it is insane that the last time he saw her was just the image of a car driving away and that's also like how she died uh, anyway, yeah. anyway, Warner Brothers call me. So yeah. then we um, <laughs> let me option my dad's my dad's sad story. Um, but uh, he would love that, honestly. Though, um, and then also years later, like he, like my dad met my mom, and they fell in love, and they got married. And the, his dad didn't come to the wedding because he like was in the war. He had been in World War II and all his PTSD and like anxiety and stuff. Oh, that's so, so like, sad. Wasn't as diagnosed, but like in hindsight, that's what it was. So he like didn't like crowds and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he like didn't go to the wedding. Um, <clears throat> and my but my dad, uh, oh, later, like a couple of years later, when his dad was dying, like the deathbed, the dad's like, well, you know, George Anderson, the, the guy on the birth certificate, he's not even your real father. Penelope Anderson got knocked up by some random guy, became pregnant, and then George Anderson was like, I'm not raising someone else's kid. So she had to give my dad up for adoption. And her last wish was for him to be named Noel because he was born on December 17th, really close to Christmas. What? So that's why his name is Noel. And so... Wait, did your did your grandpa know the Andersons somehow? He, they didn't know them. I think it was just like, that's... that's I think how- it was like a closed adoption, like didn't want... Oh. stuff but also like i mean they all were like they're all like white people with brown hair brown eyes like it was it was very they my dad like kind of looked like his parents like pretty much uh-huh. and there was and they just never what was really sad is that um with the adoption uh certificate with his birth certificate there was a little book that is like very clearly supposed to be read to a child to tell them this is what adoption is like when two people love each other and there's a child who like needs mm-hmm. a home like it was like a little cartoon book never opened he had never seen it before really nut stuff so Wow. Uh, so that's like my so my dad so then my dad met my mom who's this huge family and they got married um yeah and then 10 years later after being married they had me so they were 38 oh, wow. when they had me wow. uh, so i'm an only child of like older parents and i was raised not going to church we didn't go to church ever uh and uh and then I, at a certain point i think i was like I think I was like, mm, maybe like t- 11, 12. I was like, why does everyone else go to church and we don't go to church? And I do think it was because my parents were very much like forced into going to Catholic school. And again, when they would, like my mom, I remember my mom telling me that she would come home from lunch with like bruises from being beaten by nuns. Her her dad would be more of like, what did you do? Like, what did you say? And the mom would be more like, oh, it's really sad. Can I get you a Band-Aid? But no, they wouldn't. And I remember hearing this as a little kid and being like, so you went to school with evil people. Like, that that's not right. I remember having I remember like having anger at these people who hurt my parents mm-hmm. and that everyone was like, well, that's just what happens. My parents also, like, being journalists, like, I was raised in a home that they were constantly talking politics, opinions. They're very, like, morally like um morally just people so i was instilled with that also so when i hear this i'm like 
like i wrote when george bush got elected i like wrote a little newspaper <laughs> like i was so mad that i like made a newspaper <laughs> and like wrote why he was bad and was a big dum dum and like we like and I Wait, hw or w oh w oh, okay checks out w not hww uh, meanwhile um, cut to me like watching him on the debate screens with like hearts in my eyes i was just so cut to me hammered. wearing a shirt that said four more years in high school <laughs> and somehow not getting bullied to death uh-huh. for george or, w mm-hmm. yeah well, well, I was big time into it. No, we used to play a game at the pool. I should have read your paper. Yeah, my, my little we could have my mind. So much. Yeah, 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 yeah. We played a game we at the pool ahead. where we'd be like, "Look at me, I'm big dumb George W. Bush," and then someone would push that person into the pool. Like <laughs> it was a fun way to get into a pool was you'd pretend to be big <laughs> dumb George w. George w. Bush, and then someone would be like, "What?" And that's how we like took out our aggression. Wow, <laughs> George W. Bush is my bush him in. Yeah. So anyway, that but I got so to, different like, if I lived in a, a blue region of California. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. The very red region I was in. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Philly was very blue. Also, mm-hmm. like it was a thing where we would also straight up bully. I remember I I was really young. There was absolutely no reason why I like it was only founded in my parents' yeah. beliefs. My parents yeah. being like, how we he all is, do it. He is bad, and I was like, great, he is bad. And then everyone else was like, we all know that he is bad. So if anyone ever was like, well, is he bad? We'd be like, fuck you, <laughs> yeah, push you into the pool for you're real. <laughs> you're a big dum dum for real. Let's make a pool and drown you in it. Like that's what. We just had blood for like no re- like 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 child soldiers, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And um, it's so funny that usually childhood slurs that you would use on the playground <laughs> or insults, usually those age poorly, especially for the time when we grew up. Sure. It's like you're probably saying some gay slurs or maybe yeah. use like hateful language towards like yeah. people of a different ethnicity, as we'll find out. That's in this, right. In this yeah, no, very this one show. aged really well. This aged terrifically. Terrifically. It, I've only gotten better and smarter and wittier. Big dum dum. <laughs> using yeah. this one dum dum and oh, george w Bush always use that still an insult uh, you called your shot i know um but so but there was a time where so anyway when i was 11 12 though like everyone it's like everyone i knew went to church uh-huh. so it was a thing of like well why don't we go to church were they all going to catholic mass uh no not but there was like people went to like some fun christian churches or it was just a thing of like um even just like oh we're having a sleepover on a saturday but why does this person have to leave to go to church mom and dad like why don't we go to church my parents was kind of basically like the decision for me to go to church was 100% up to me. And I was like, I want to go to church. Everyone else does. I want to go too. And so we like taste tested churches. My mom and Do you I. remember thinking like what you thought it was going to be when you got to church? Like, did you think it was just like a fun social thing? Well, or? we went to like a bunch of, I think I was like, okay, without like saying anything like insulting, but you like to play pretend when you're younger. Mm-hmm. And like I, and also I was an only child. So I was like alone a lot. So I like very much, I had a lot of like imaginary animals. I remember like spending a lot of time in class sometimes and like really imagining that there was like a bunny in my lap and I just had a little bunny friend throughout school and I would just like take care of that bunny and like pet that bunny and like I don't think I told anyone about it. I don't think I've actually ever told anyone about it. I think my parents don't know that I did this but I would have have different animals and I loved reading fiction and fantasy Mm -hmm. and I loved... um, I, I also really hated being white. Like I had a lot of shame of being white when I was really young. I think Again, I, calling your shot. I know. I, I've only, I mean, I'm a perfect person since day one. <laughs> yeah, consistent. Um, I think I like learned about, I think the first, I think it was the same thing with like nuns hit you. They're bad, like that. And I remember like learning about slavery and learning about like uh, mm-hmm. Columbus Day and I'm really being in first grade and like my first grade teacher being like Christopher Columbus was not a good guy, which like shout out to Miss Lemansky. But like way to go. Way to go. But like <laughs> learning about this and I was really into Native Americans. Like I was super into Native American history to the point where like 
I was like 100% constantly appropriating culture because I just wanted to not be white. So like I would like buy like Native American costumes and I would turn my clothes hanger into bow and arrows and I would like play pretend by myself in my room and then I had like a friend named Mei Mei and she she was adopted but she um, uh, her and her sister were from China and I thought she was the most beautiful, coolest person and she was also smaller and I was like a big kid and so all of the older girls were like oh Mei Mei's so cute and would like coddle Mei Mei and I was like I want to be like Mei Mei mm-hmm. um, I I don't like having this guilt so like there was like a time where we were at like a spring fair and you could go and get your hair like spray painted different colors and I was like all black <laughs> and, then, and she was like really? can I put some sparkle on it and I was like all black all black all black and straight I had like curly like brown blonde hair and I was like all black and straight I just wanted to have straight hair like Mei Mei mm-hmm. and um and I like really didn't like the way I looked for a really really long time because I just like hated being best selling white and best selling yeah don't tell her um but so this so you thought maybe church would be like kind of like oh a new place to kind of play pretend and like or I was kind of like oh is this a thing that's real I was like Mm. this bunny is fake I made up this bunny but is there actually like a spirit that I can like Mm. talk to is there is like is like got a cool thing like oh this would be like a fun thing to do yeah um, and I wonder if it's spoken to your fascination with Native American stuff too, which is so spiritual in nature and yeah. the culture. Yeah, and also in fifth grade, I remember learning about like the gods and goddesses with like Greek culture. Oh, yeah, and I was like, this is so cool. We le- we read um Percy Jackson, um, oh, <clears throat> the yeah. Percy Jackson books, Lightning which were thief, so bro. fun. Lightning Thief. It was like amazing. So I was like, I want to have like that too. I honestly really wanted to like probably be pagan. Like I really wanted to like believe in <laughs> the Greek can. gods. I probably still can. Uh-huh. Um, but we ended up going to this Episcopalian church in um, Chestnut Hill, Mount Airy, which is like outside of the city. Where mm-hmm. I, so I lived, I grew up in the city of Philadelphia, but it was outside. I got baptized at 12, 13. I took baptism classes. Awesome. Because I was old enough that they were, I had, I had never been baptized. My parents didn't do it. Yeah. But I was old enough where they were like, if you want to be baptized, you have to take cl- classes. So I took this class where we met every week and like like read the Bible and stuff um, with like some people who were a little younger than me and I think also an adult, like some older people too. So oh, we were all in a class together kind of learning about it and I got baptized and like my godparents were there. And So at this point, were you like pretty into being a Christian? Because I think most so, yeah. kids are forced into those classes. I, I think it was say. like a fun and I like really liked having these new friends that like I only saw at church and mm-hmm. we were all like, and it was all fun and cool. Um, so I think there was like a two and, and also what it honestly was, was that um, my mom and I, my, my dad did not go. My dad, my dad was only a holiday person. Mm. He'd only come for the holidays. Um, my dad, I, I, I think my dad is for sure an atheist. Um, so he, was, yeah, he was just like opposed to the idea of it. Or not so much opposed, but he was like, well, my parents are both writers and they're constantly busy. And my dad is like, I don't know. When I was younger, people would be like, oh, you're going to be a writer, right? Because your parents are both writers. Mm. And I was like, no deadlines are terrifying because like that was like a boogeyman word of being like deadline or, like i'm like my mom like i i would i would often i would go to school and then i'd go to karate after school and then i would be at karate till like seven or eight or six or whatever till i got picked up and then my mom would have like made food that i would eat during homework and i just do homework until i fell asleep because i i went to like a really academic middle and high school that was like super stressful and we always had a really huge homework load. So I would just, I wouldn't go to sleep till I finished homework. So that was yeah. like my night. 
we never ate dinner together just because my, my mom was, if it was Tuesday, Thursday, my mom was on deadline. So she wouldn't get home till like 10 or 11. My dad was just always on the third floor writing constantly. What were your parents writing about? My mom is a journalist for the Philadelphia Inquirer, but at that time it was the Daily News. So she wrote an opinion column. Oh. And then my dad, um, for a large part, for part of my younger life, he was he wrote for the Philadelphia Magazine and would do other freelance articles. Okay. And his article was called The Contrarian. Hey. Uh, but then, but he would always be like, I'm not a contrarian. These are my opinions. And my mom would be like, that's a pretty contrarian thing to say. <laughs> um, and like, he just has like contrarian opinions, but also like cool stuff happened where like Vince Fumo was like a dirty councilman in like Philadelphia. And my dad was like the first person to be like, where's all this money going? And then like my dad's articles were cited in like the court case. And then also my mom also wrote some stuff about Vince Fumo. And I don't know if Vince Fumo knows that my parents are married because they have different last names, but he hates both of them. <laughs> for like separate. You know, it's a little yeah. anti-Fumo hive yeah. going yeah, on in that right. household. Yeah, if I ever see Vince Fumo, I'm fucking kicking him into a pool. Yeah. Straight like to the pool, push. dude. <laughs> push into the pool. Um, but so anyway, but what was really nice was that Sundays I would, it was like time to spend with my mom. Mm. Like I would, it would be like we'd drive like 30 minutes there. We'd do church and then she would do whatever the adults did for the hour when the kids were in Sunday school. And then we'd all do like the snacks and stuff afterwards. And it would be like a 11 a.m. to 3, 4 p.m. thing. And then that was also like, oh, let's go grocery shopping. Let's do errands. So I like would spend Sundays with my mom. And that mm-hmm. was like a really nice thing um, that we did. So I think I also like liked that a lot. But then a couple things happened. Uh, so I was 13 and that's when I got into, uh, I guess like trigger warning, I got into like a sexually abusive relationship with a boy who was older than me. Mm. Um, so he was like uh, sexually abusive, mental, like a uh, manipulative, like isolate, um, emotionally abusive and also like physically abusive. He would like hit me sometimes. Did you meet him at church or was he at school? No, school. Oh, okay. I was in eighth grade. He was in high school. Ugh. I think I still was going to church. Yeah, I think I was still going to church, I, th- I think. But it became this thing where, like, I was just, like, a shell of a person. Like, I just really, like, my mom, one of the saddest things that she says is, just, like, the light was gone from my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just a really different person. Yeah, it's fucking sad. For, like, eight, like, six, eight months. Uh-huh. Um, it was really bad. And uh, I would just, like, do a lot of the motions. And I think, like, I went to church because I think that was just, like, the normal thing that we did. But I, like, wouldn't talk as much in the car and stuff. And I will say, though, that on these car trips there... Um, there was a guy named Paul and he was a painter in our neighborhood and he would always run on Sunday mornings. We'd see him on the school river drive. Um, and, uh, he always had these headphones in and a Walkman and we'd be like, what are you listening to? And he's like, church of Elvis. And he just, would, he would listen to, he'd take these runs on Sunday morning and just listen to Elvis. And he, it was his church of Elvis. That's I was great. like, it's a really nice, you know, nice. church can be anything, you know? And that's how he <laughs> spent his Sundays. Um, but I was like just a different person and I think I still went. So I think there was that. And then a bunch of people I knew died. It was like my, um, my grandma died and then my, uh, my aunt died. Um, aunt was from cancer and then, um, my grandma was just from like being a grandma, you know, <laughs> the trials and tribulations of being old. Yeah. Um, and so, and, but like they were really sick. So there was this kind of like this chunk of like me being in an abusive relationship and then like people that I love dying and, um, and also being in an abusive relationship. I think what that really means is I just like, grew up really fast. Mm. I just like, became sorry excuse me I just became like an adult um faster than I was supposed to and I think that what that also means is that I just remember like seeing adults that I had looked at as like people who were older than me and smarter than me and adults I remember them being like we're so sorry that these people have died but they're in a better place 
and like God's taking care of them now and me looking at them being like, you fucking stupid cowards. Are you that terrified of dying, which is the thing that's going to fucking happen to all of us that you have to play pretend? Fuck you. Like I got so, because I was like, I hated everything. I hated everyone. And I was so angry and had all and this all pain. And it felt like so childish. It felt so childish. Again, it was again. like, have you not experienced anything that mm-hmm. you, that this is what you hold on to? Like, are you lying to yourself because you can't confront the realities that we're all going to die someday? And so you have to make yourself feel better by pretending that there's something else. The world's shit. Fuck you. And I like couldn't go to, I like was like, fuck church. I don't want to go to this. Mm. Um, and I th- and what's really sad is that like mm, the thing that made my mom the most sad was that she missed hanging out with me. Oh. Yeah. And I think well, man, it makes me emotional because like I like did not go back to church. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I was like, because I just like got really, I was just really angry and upset like a lot of high school. I was really depressed a lot of high school. I hated high school. Um, did really well academically, but I was just doing well academically, so I get the fuck out of Philly. Mm. Um, the abusive guy, I like lied to the police about how much he actually hit me, so that he could stay in high school, <laughs> so that his future wouldn't be ruined. Because um, if they thought they thought he only hit me once, so like, uh, and um, but that, so I just like put my nose down, just like worked really hard, so I could get good grades to go to NYU, to go to New York, to do comedy. That's like I started doing improv and everything in high school. In high school? mm -hmm, So I was doing improv with adults and it was like, because they didn't know how old I was and they just treated me like I was anybody else and there was something really nice and like special about that. Mm. Um, And, and yeah, and I, and I, and then, and then, then the relationship with like religion and stuff shifted the more I became like politically active because it started to be like this thing. And, and there was like a point where I had been in therapy and, and I still was like, oh, the, those those really nice adults who said those nice things and I had such a bad reaction. What, what was also sad was that I knew why I was mad. And I was like, I know it's not their fault. I know it's also not my fault that I was abused, but this just sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it's very hard for me to, and it was, it was, I remember telling people, I was like, I have so much shit going on on earth. I can't imagine a heaven. I was like, if it's there, great. When I die, I'll be happy. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna figure it out now because I. Multitask. I can't multitask yeah. with this. Yeah. I can't like. I'm just gonna be a good person and like because my parents raised me to be a good person and I agree with like the the general positive teachings of the Bible. Right. So I I really don't think I'm gonna go to hell. I don't think you have to tell me twice not to kill people. So I think I'm gonna have a pretty good shot of getting into heaven if it's there. But also I, I had a lot of other friends who like had other religions and I was like, well, how can these all be the correct religion? Right. And it became a logical error. And again, like everything was so like academic based and everything that I was like, this doesn't make sense. I don't have time to think about this. I have to get into college. I have to get out of the situation. I don't have time to consider pretend. I'll do it later. Like, yeah. When I have well, free and time. especially when like you were the one that started it too. And like you were the one yeah. that maybe got into it. It was easier to then. A hundred percent. I'll decide not to. My then. parents didn't care. Yeah. Like, they didn't. If my they mom were, kept like, going to church. Or yeah. you're not a part of this family. Does she still go? Um, she, not to that church and we'll talk about religion sometimes and I don't, and she's not like, I think she's more spiritual now. I don't really know if it's like God and Jesus, Mm -hmm. but I think it's more like she talks to her mom a lot and Mm -hmm. like, and honestly, if I'm feeling like I want to like talk to someone, I'll like talk to my grandma because she was like such a saint that like, we're like, if there's a God, it's going to be pretty much like grandma Pat. Yeah. Um, and she also, she would pray for people and like it worked. Like people got job promotions because of, of grandma Pat. Cause she would, she would, <laughs> she would sit before she would go to bed. She would, she put people on her prayer list. She just prayed for all of them. And mm-hmm. like, uh, this is really, and I, I do remember my mom and I, we would pray before bed. I remember that and that, all right. 
and that kind of stopped at a certain age because I stopped like sleeping in her bed or like like being like with her at night as much. Mm-hmm. But we used to like um we used to name every single person in our family. Aww. So again, a lot of people. Like, y'all 50 we, would, we would we would go <laughs> yeah. through. We would go in order of like there's Al, Peggy, Patty, Ronnie, probably. So like we'd go through all of the brothers and sisters, and so it'd be like Al, and then Al's wife, and then Al's kids, and then we'd go down the list of all the siblings, and then we'd also do family. And I remember, ugh, I wished for a Barbie car so much, and I never Wished. got one. Like, I prayed, I prayed. I'd be like, I'd be like, look after Grandma Pat, and please get me a Barbie car. Thank you, Amen. I love you. And like that. What well, was you Grandma praying for the Barbie car too? That might have been no, the and that was the issue. Uh, that was the problem. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. need to loop her in. Yeah. Was there an activity that took the place of church for you and your mom spending time with each other? No. So that's just kind of the end of it. Yeah. I mean, we did the thing that I think the closest that happened was uh, we uh, got season tickets to the Phillies home games on Sundays. That's cool. Um, But there'd be four tickets. So it'd be my mom, my dad, Addie, and then like a friend. And then if Addie couldn't do it, then they would have like a a friend that was a couple. Mm -hmm. But then even that, it was like I got onto an improv team in Philly that like from Philly Improv Theater and we rehearsed 1130 a.m., but that was the only time that everyone could do it was Sundays, 1130 a.m. So I just like stopped going to, I know it was, it was pretty early. Yeah. But I, was, I just like stopped going to the Phillies game also. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember my mom getting really sad about it and me being like, well, this is my job. This yeah. is my life. Well, and this also, a- you know, at that time in school, like when you are in such like achievement mode and it feels yeah. like you can't have like just spare days where you're not doing something that yeah. like contributes to my college application or whatever. And yeah. so and you don't think as a teen, like I should spend time with my mom because I might not always have her around yeah. or like that was actually really formative for me or something. Like, yeah. I just don't think you reflect that that quickly until later, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, and I do think like also it, it wasn't the best for me. I didn't want to also view my mom as one of, as like, a, one a of the ca- church people a cowardly person mm, who yeah. like did it, who needed to play pretend and, and i don't th- i don't think i ever did but it was a thing of like i put i put church at a distance and also it was like far away from where i was so, like there were people who could go like early before school for choir practice or afterwards like i was never really in choir i was never really, like and then also as people got older like the teens in the sunday school group we like i didn't go to the same schools mm-hmm. like they went to more private school stuff and there's no shame or shade of that we just kind of became different people yeah um I think we just grew apart a bit more. And so it wasn't, it didn't even feel like a social thing. And I felt really awkward being there, but I was a, I went ham. I was also like an acolyte. Like I did, I did the white robes. I did the service stuff and I helped move. I loved responsibility, loved getting responsibility. So I did that kind of stuff and I helped out like running shit at the church mm-hmm. and the pastors and priests there were really cool. But yeah, but it just, it just really became that thing of, of like not respecting people. And I think also like, I also think all the cool kids at, my school didn't believe in God either. But, but, but I think, or at least I think I was also like, I was young and then I grew up really fast. I was only friends with the older kids who like drank and smoked and like, uh, with the ultimate Frisbee team, like everyone was smoking cigarettes and it was very like, and not like anarchy, but kind of like, I'm, it was like everyone, it was cool. At my school, it was really cool to be smart. Mm. But so that was all, like the intellectual crowd. It's yeah. Not like but it was like everybody. Yeah. But it was also like, oh, I aced my test and then blacked out. Like, was yeah. cool. <laughs> like, like if you were going to, like, you weren't cool if you got drunk a bunch and got bad grades. And you were, and you were cool if you got really good grades, but you were like the cool people if you could get good grades, get into Ivy Leagues, but also like party hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but also it was the thing of like I'm so smart and I read so much like Freud or so much like um, I know everything about like socialist or communist culture or like um, I'm like an anarchist because I'm so smart to know and like I'm smarter than the adults like that kind of thing I don't think I didn't feel that way those are the people that I was around mm-hmm. so it was like hard to entertain any other thought if that makes sense yeah I know what you mean and the relationship always dictates belief in so many ways whatever like the primary relationship that you're in yeah I don't especially think I, in high school yeah I don't think I knew anyone cool who believed in God until now until now yeah. there you go until until now. Good until now. yeah yeah <laughs> so um did you ever like return to church or do you feel like you have landed in spirituality now at all or no i've i feel like sometimes i i think i've adopted i think i've stayed relatively the same on being like you know what if it exists i think i'm doing pretty okay yeah. and maybe i'll deal with it later and and I think I agree with my mom that it feels like sometimes there's something greater. And I, but I also do have this feeling that I, I, that I wish that I did. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I wish that I believed more, and I wish I had grown up with a community like that. I wish I had been in a, in an amazing choir, and I was like an amazing singer because of it. Like, <laughs> like I wish, like I, like there's that kind of sense of community that I feel like I, that I don't have as much. And, uh, yeah, and I, and I think like. You I don't. Pro- you I probably don't found a lot of that with your comedy peers, though. I would imagine, especially Some, in New York. But also, I was really young, so it was a thing where, like, I didn't always feel like a peer. And again, like, no shade to anybody. Like, everyone did their thing. Everyone was great. But it was like I. The second that someone found out how old I was, like, if they were twenty-seven and I was seventeen or sixteen, it I wasn't their friend anymore. I was that. Oh my god, there's a really fucking young kid in my improv class, <laughs> um, and like, oh, she's so cool because she's so young and doing comedy. Man, I wish I found comedy as early as you did, but I'm not going to treat you as a peer. Yeah. We're not going to text. We're not going to hang out because I'm going to be texting a sixteen-year-old. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Instead of a person, you were what's her face from West Side Story. Like, come on, man, let me get in the yeah, fight. Let me get in the can, fight. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it Whatever was fun it to like be that character, but I was never like a real person. Mm-hmm. Is what it felt like. Um. And then also, then as everyone gets older, like even though I got older, I still in relation was still like younger. And honestly, I think it's been nice coming to LA. People that I can start, you're like, oh, like, I can start like over MPH, relationships yeah. with some uh-huh. people. And yeah, yeah. But I also think it's the thing of like I'm so fucking chill with everyone's religion. Like, like if I married someone and they were like, church is really important to me. I want our children to be raised with religion. Uh, I don't, or I don't know. I think it'd have to be a conversation the whole time through, because as I will say that that um that like I think because I was just talking to someone else about this of like if I hear that someone is religious or believes in God I am immediately wary and Mm -hmm. it is because of the way that God is being weaponized in Mm -hmm. politics Mm -hmm. of being like okay do you believe in God oh you believe in God okay do you believe that I have a right over my body because like that and and I think that makes me that's the thing it's like because then it's like not only oh these adults are like cowardly but also they're wep- they're 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 evil <laughs> it, it, it goes back to like the nuns and there's this thing of like church was always i like it was tended it almost was a thing that was positive but my first interaction of church and memories of it is being this negative scary thing mm-hmm. and of people misusing it and being like the bible doesn't say all this stuff or like the or like why or b- me being so angry at adults that they're like misinterpreting a book that no one knows the author and also it's a book, but they're like using it as, as like fact to make laws. And at a certain point I'm like, it's okay if you believe it, but also other people have different religions. So you can't base a law. It just mean, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir, but like, that's okay. Yeah. but, but it just, it's this thing of like, and especially with the abortion bills passing this week and like, 
I was telling Kevin, like there was a guy who commented on one of my Instagram posts and then we were commenting a lot and then we took it to the DMs and and he just kind of, and it was this thing of like, if, if God put life in there, it's not up to you. It's not, it's out of your hands now. And I was like, mm. and part of me is like, it, it makes me mad because it's like, there are people who believe in God and are chill and like respect other people. And yeah. you're honestly fucking that up for them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's, it's strange for, yeah. Especially in like the, the age that we're in now that it can be like, oh yeah, some people forget that their religion is personal at the end of the day and you can't hold everyone yeah. to the same standard of belief, especially when it comes to like something as intense as birth. That's yeah. why I think for me personally, and I think probably for Caroline too, the idea of of like the label or even speaking in the binary terms of yeah. like, I believe in blah, 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 or like I'm a Christian. There's almost a point to which that's not helpful because yeah. of those things where you do have to contextualize the cultural conversation. Yeah. So what does that mean? Does this mean X, Y, Z? Does this mean blah, 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 blah? Yeah. And I would rather, as long as I'm alive, talk in a manner and use language that is the most helpful or the most kind or the most loving to the most people rather than be like, well, actually, and then have to give them like a Wikipedia's worth of yeah. like caveats <laughs> and, and addendums and like asterisks. Call an emerging church Christian. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, tippity-tappity-tippity-tappity. So that's why. Sure. But I, but I, th- I think that like, I, I don't know. I like, I had, I once had a really good conversation with like a taxi cab driver about God and because I was taking a cab to therapy because I was too depressed to do anything else. I needed to get there. And he was like, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going to therapy. And he was like, man, I wish I had gone to therapy. And then we started talking about how like he had gone to church and like that it helped for him to have someone to talk to. And mm. we ended up just kind of like, and sometimes, sometimes I lie to people slightly. Like, and I don't think it's too much of a lie, but I, but like with him, I just was like, I'm not going to be some, I'm not going to say, well, I don't believe in God or I don't X, Y, Z. I was just like, that's the awesome thing about God is like, he's there for you. And this, and I, cause I know like, kind of like I knew what he wanted, what the conversation was there for. And I also was like, we're not talking about me. We're talking about this guy who's opening up to me about his mental health in this 12 minute cab ride. And he's in, and he, and we talked about his family and how he has like a daughter who's living with him and she just had a daughter and, but she's like going to college. We're so proud of her. And, and, and it was like, and when I when I left the cab and I was like, God bless you, like I meant it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a thing of like you can respect, because like I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen when I die. And that's the other thing of like so much of this is based on like afterlife and stuff, and uh, and and that is even a debatable term because if you keep living after, you know, then is it like afterlife and what this mm-hmm. blah blah. But it's a thing of like it's up to every every person's individual thing and i also never want the way that i feel to make anyone else uncomfortable mm-hmm. because if someone like believes in god and loves him so much and it gives them the strength and courage and love to like lead their life the way that they want it i support the hell out of that and fuck you if you try to make that person feel bad for feeling that way mm-hmm. um because they're just living their life and then that's when it's the other way around where if someone is using their the way that they feel to weaponize or put control yeah. of other people and dictate over your life yeah. Too, yeah and it's like well come on man <laughs> yeah like, can we get on the same page for what it is like i know it, it's so weird like because my my brain is like split in half at this point yeah. about um just the the person i was and the things that i did believe like i remember yeah. how i felt and how i how i would like argue the the validity of those beliefs and then the person I am now and how I'm just like no you can't do that to people yeah and it's it's such a weird dance that like I think a lot of conservative Christians or Christians in America are figuring out and I'm blanket statement but like yeah the the idea of my 
religion, if I'm truly devoted and if I truly believe that this is the word of God and I truly believe that God also controls the world, yeah. then it is like nearly impossible for me to be like, but you know, to each his own, you know, <laughs> like yeah. to be like, yeah, but you know, like let's, uh, let's go with general consensus over what's right or wrong, you sure. know? And, yeah. and like for so many people, and I was one of them at some point in my yeah. life that was like, I understand that, but like, uh, I'm at a proving point in my devotion to God right now. Yeah. So I'm either like bending to culture, quote unquote, or yeah. I'm, <laughs> or I'm, you know, being a Bible follower. And like, yeah. those are your options for a lot of like, I think conservative Christians. Well, and so like, yeah. and I, I'm not excusing it. I'm not saying it's good. Yeah. I'm saying like, it's maturity. I think that gets you to the point eventually where you're like, oh, I, I, I can still believe this stuff without having to like, Dis- disown God or something like that and, and like allow people to live their lives. I mean, I do think this transitions so nicely into Colby's Clubhouse. I mean, I what better so representation? I, I truly this loved it. And honestly, <laughs> I was, because the thing is, I was like watching it. Um, all, and I, because certain points I said, yes, and snapped. I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, yes. <laughs> and it was this point where honestly, Colby was like, because they were like, well, I saw Nick. What's, wait, what's the deal here? Should I assume that everyone who's listening has watched this clip? Sure. Um, well, or, or I'll say at we a certain can recap point. Recap it for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well. First, thanks for sharing your story. Oh yeah. my gosh. Sure. Of course. That was yeah, awesome. Sure. You're such a great storyteller. That oh, was really interesting. Yeah. Thank, Thank you so much. Yeah. Was captivated. I was riveted. <laughs> yeah. So Entirety. I wanted yeah. more. I also. I also will say just to just maybe to ca- to, oh, sure, end, yeah. to bookend what you were saying. What I was saying is that I also have absolutely no idea where I will stand on religion by the time I die, and I'm allowing myself to like do whatever change. to change. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't. Because I don't know, and maybe something will happen. Maybe something won't, or maybe I'll fall in love with someone who feels a certain way, and they end up being cool and also like God. And I'm like, hey, is that great. funny that that's one of the factors that does predicate like a lot of this belief? Again, it's the it's relationship cool. yeah. dictating the belief, where it's like that is a very intense and intimate relationship that would yeah change yeah. and reshape or, change and reshape. But I, but yeah, but. I I think there. I think the and I think the ability to change is so like my again. My parents are like super left leaning and they're journalists and all this stuff. And but both um, uh, my dad can sometimes be like a hothead. I love him, Dad. I love you. I know you'll listen to this. Um, but my mom, he will? Oh, oh my oh, gosh, he will. hi, my, my dad. That guy who took down Mr. Fumo, the Fumo takedowner. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Thank you for listening. I, I think my mom will listen to it too, depending also, on how you long should it let is. Addie make a movie about your life because it is great. <laughs> oh yeah, my dad actually would love a Hashtag shout out. Fumo. Yeah, Noel. Um, he's gonna be so happy. I talk so much about him on this episode. <laughs> uh, hi, Dad. Um, he listens to every single podcast I'm on, this and also. Nice. Other podcasts that I'm not on. He loves podcasts. Great, okay, good. Dude. Maybe he's already a listener. He <laughs> actually, no way. I mean, he might have. He might. Be, I might have been like, I'm going on this podcast, and, and he's I like, would, oh yeah, with Kevin and Caroline. Yeah, and he'll be like, I love these guys. I've wa- I've already listened to four episodes. They're, they're kind of running on fumes in this kind of <laughs> stretch of their run, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but I will say that my mom is very much like when it comes to anything that's happening in the country. She's just like, we should, we just got to be able to listen and hear people out and but it's hard it's it's ultimately taking the high road it's the people who are getting punched down taking the high road and it is the most difficult to do and yeah. i think as three white people we know that the most you know Gosh, <laughs> I, I feel like i'm Plus, always being punched always honestly being punched, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah even ironically um, it feels bad <laughs> yeah, oh yeah oh yeah but i think there's that um and without further ado Colby time. Yeah, well, let's take a break (laughs) first, and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I didn't shout this out <laughs> at the end of the theme song. I didn't want to get fucked up and drive. We're knowing all, I mean, we driving while I'm already fucked up. So, bitch, I crashed in my back seat for a couple of hours. And I, oh. Now listen. <laughs> oh. Mm. I just hit my balls. Oh. <clears throat> oh, it's got hot. I can't get out of here. I'm done. I'm, I, I, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Clip. seen the full clip before. Yes, welcome and back to oop. Good Christian Fun. And oh, uh, it's time to dive in. Come on, let's go. Now, when you were growing up in the church, <laughs> yep. Addie, did you experience any Christian media or pop culture you of know any what? sort? Um, I watched VeggieTales so much. Oh, yeah. And a lot I had, of veggies. But the thing is, I watched that at a certain age that I didn't know it was Christian until I was like 16 years old. Oh, wow. And someone was like, and and I think just some of us were like, oh yeah, VeggieTales, hell yeah, I love VeggieTales, Vikings and stuff. And they were like, uh, and someone was like, you know, that's like, it's like Christian, right? And we were like, no. And I have like a very clear memory of like looking at, of being at a lunch table, looking at my iPhone at like VeggieTales and it being like Christian TV. And I was like, what? What is this? <laughs> that's What's so up? funny. <laughs> I loved VeggieTales. Yeah, loved it. All right, so VeggieTales was a big one, which, by the way, they are bringing back in the actual, like, original 
Not to Netflix. Not oh. the not the nonsense. There's a weird dream. one on Netflix. There's a crappy DreamWorks one, but they're bringing yeah. the actual original creative team back Phil together. Fisher? Wow. Yeah, that's and right. Mike Wazowski. Wazowski. From, Mike Wazowski from, from Monsters, Monsters Incorporated. Inc. It is a W yeah. something. Incorporated, thank you. Um, that's right. Wow, why is there? Nah, anyway. Nah, we'll um, that's great. We'll see. We'll see if it holds up. Phil Maybe Fisher, invite us on your podcast, you coward. Oh, yeah, he's got one. Yeah, you coward. I'm Can't not be be, I'm glad we've been using right? the word coward so much. <laughs> and by <laughs> we, good. I mean me, but please continue. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, call out culture coward. is actually good. It and we is need good. to get, call out And it gets cowards. me what I want. Uh, I do really like VeggieTales still. We watched it for a couple episodes of this, and I was like, this is a great show. Yeah. I, have, I honestly And to be fair, like it, the Christianity is very light, so yeah. if you're not paying attention, you might miss it. The Colby's Clubhouse is a different matter entirely. I yeah, loved I loved it. Ooh, so I guess it takes place in the Salty, singing the songbook, extended cinematic universe. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to figure that out. Yeah, because it is Maranatha Music, which was like uh, one okay. of the companies Wait, behind that video. About? There was another video series that was about an anthropomorphic blue singing songbook called Salty because he had a lot of psalms in him and he would like he would basically be the Colby to these kids it was sure. kind of a it was almost the exact burger, same show yeah Colby is the Burger King to Salty's McDonald's yeah it, it was the same thing like Salty had a clubhouse and like real kids came and, and they tell uh, Salty their problems and, and no parents are around to yeah, check in yeah. on him and how that's going although Colby is significantly less creepy looking than I don't know Colby gives know. me the Colby, but Colby is I, on rollerblades I honestly do wish that Colby didn't talk I wish Colby wasn't there yeah I didn't I, like his voice because I because it does you wish he sounded like Siri well there were so <laughs> many things that I liked I genuinely really enjoyed this uh, for a lot of reasons hey. but there but the thing but again it <sighs> The thing that sometimes like turns me off from uh real, like the specifically Christian the Bible stuff is this thing of like because it and it would happen at times where I was like oh I love this I love this and there it is of being <laughs> fine uh, yeah but it would be like um it would be like treat this person well because God said so uh and it was this thing of like wait so where's God is he watching us and then for Colby to be like listen to God and I, I was like you could replace you could replace God with like the, it's like um the word like Daniel or something or or, or, or and then it, and then it or would Addy. be or Addy or or just, just say say Mark like listen to Mark and then, and then we got, and then we got a whole thing of like another cult type thing, mm. and that's also why cults are so creepy. But of being like, well, Mark said this, like we're doing this because Mark said this, yes, um, and not not like because uh, the greater good or because people have inherent value. Yeah. It's like no, because Mark made them because this one person said this thing. Yeah, and I do, and that's always that thing where I'm like, well. Uh, you know, as long as we're getting to the same end point, fine. Like, <laughs> like you know, we're I know. arriving at the same conclusion. Totally. We got there on a different street. That's fine. We've talked about that with kids shows too, because like on some level, sometimes I have to hand it to kids shows because I'm like, what are they going to get into? Like the gray area of ethics, like is stealing always wrong? You know, that kind of stuff in their 20 minute show yeah. or something like But it does feel a little lazy and a little irresponsible too to just be like, God is the boogeyman in the sky that you listen to. I thought it was a little irresponsible that Colby didn't talk about the American church's complicity in slavery (laughs) in the 1800s. Really? And that white supremacy is also wrong. And then also like how uh, vulnerable he is to attacks from um, the internet and things like that. (laughs) (laughs) He could be hacked so easily. I was like, like, Colby, you are a computer, you're a robot. Literally, why do you care about God? Like, there was, I was like, you are not going to heaven, you're a robot. Here's the deal. He's a computer 
that has the entire Bible programmed into him. Uh, That's the premise of yeah. the show is like, so this like guy, know it all. it's almost like an aspirational Bible. figure for certain kinds of Christians where it's like, wouldn't you love to be a robot that knows the Bible he's front like to back and Jarvis. We could, could call it at any moment? Oh. Yes. Like he Caroline, got- <laughs> he's like Jarvis. <laughs> like he, you know, absorbed you know all this I data like and more. then it like became a God. sentient AI. Being. The thing is, yep. I like that more. I, <laughs> I do. I think I like that a little bit more because otherwise it just seems like because honestly the thing is Colby looking like a weird creepy robot and then being like God said this I was like Colby could honestly say anything and be mm-hmm. like because God said it God did and because it. he's a robot and he could be easily comp- like, and then they like, go into like yeah. a ragtime song be like God said kick your mom kick well, your heart kick your mom. <laughs> kick your mom kick your heart I will say that this I, I, I mean I, I will say that this show has bangers in it. The show's got bops. It's got bops. Maranatha music is in uh I will, is in say, I will play, say the marching one of like sound off oh, Jesus, say his name. He never died. One, <laughs> two, three, four. And like it was but it was really fun with sound Move off Jesus. Jesus. I laughed out loud. Oh man. I think it's terrific. I skipped the bops. Speaking of kicking I know I'm sorry. You skipped the no. bops. Bop, 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 After the top. third one, I was oh going, okay, God. I think I got it. Well, to be fair, I was watching it at double speed in Adobe <laughs> Premiere Pro. I still watched it. Uh, speaking of kicking mom, I did text my mom because Colby's Clubhouse is one of the VHSs that we had in the house growing up. Oh, and yeah. so we okay. did watch Supporter this when we were children. Item. Yes. Okay. And I said, how much did we watch Colby's Clubhouse growing up? Mom replies, pretty often, it seems. Probably Kyle and Casey more than you did since you were newborn with when Kyle was four and Casey too. I just sent her a screen cap of Colby and said, he's scary. <laughs> he's scary. <laughs> and she responds, he is a walking computer, exclamation point, <laughs> smiley face, which did not allay my fears at all. No, made she's it, like, you're right. Yeah, yeah she's in she's like, like Colby's gang. She's mm-hmm. in the clubhouse. I do <laughs> wish we had a clubhouse as adults. I guess that's just bars. Colby's clubhouse does seem really cool. Like they all after school, they're like, well, I guess we're done talking about racism. Well, Let's go about, to the clubhouse. I was really about to say, they literally go from this like horrific experience of this person saying like truly things that I... I was like, oh, like I had a girl yeah, like, reaction. They made a child to say the that? things that the children were saying. Yeah, I want to play a clip of it because this is this is an episode all about prejudice and not just racial prejudice, but all different kinds of prejudice. Yes, and it starts with a real tough cold open where real tough cold racist open. little white boys uh, spew hate speech. So I guess a content warning for that. His name is Kevin. Who cares what his name is? It's the skin color that matters. You're so ignorant. And you're a black boy lover. Come on, man. This is bad. Dude, you don't even know what kind of gang connections this kid has. Come on, let's go. And for your information, not every black person's in a gang. Not to mention that lots of white people are. That's Kevin's right. Kevin's a person, and he's my friend. His skin color makes absolutely no difference. But to someone as ignorant as you... Whatever. As ignorant as you... Man, if I was bigger, I would have dicked that guy. Uh, don't bother about it. It won't change his prejudice. Come on, let's go over to the clubhouse, see what they're doing over there. And then they cut to the clubhouse where everyone is singing and loves each other. And I was like, that's honestly really nice. Yeah. Say what you will about Colby. He's created a very safe environment. Yes, and he's very a very loving individual in that. Caroline, I did make a ringtone for you if you want to use it anytime I call. Kevin's a person and he's my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So anytime you get a text from me or like a phone call... Your phone can say Kevin's a person and he's my friend. Kevin's a person. Which he's is this my for friend. my Kevin's my a person. Other and he's my friend. Kevin in my life because that will be in handy. Who's that? My it's brother-in-law. 
Oh God! Oh, that's in right. law. You do have another Kevin? Oh, mm-hmm. your sister married a Kevin. Too, interesting. Too many Kevin. Interesting implications there. <laughs> you know, like what does it mean? Let's talk about that for a little bit. Let's and talk about that for the rest the of the road podcast. Less traveled. <laughs> The uh, no, but anyway, I do have to differentiate though when I'm talking to some people. Like Kevin, no, Kevin, my my brother-in-law, not the cock. No, yeah, yeah Kevin the virgin, and then Kevin, my brother-in-law. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin's a person, and he's my friend. That's what I say in my head anytime Kevin's you say he's my something friend. mean. You to say me. that to yourself. Yes. Kevin's a person, and he's my friend. I say, Kevin's a person, and he's my friend. You have to preach to yourself at all times. Sometimes and when there's no one there to do it for my you. My ringtone reply is, "I'm gonna deck that guy." <laughs> If I was bigger, I would have decked that guy. Come on. Come on. Yeah, but uh, but they do say some mean stuff to the this The alliteration of black boy lover is black it is boy violent. Lo- it was a thing where I was like, oh, wow. No, uh, My first reaction was, who says that? And it was like, oh, no one. And I do think there was a part, like, watching this, I was like, oh, this is very, cl-. there was two thoughts. I was like, wow, this was very much not made today. But then also thoughts were like, wow, this was not made today. And they are saying, some dope shit for mm-hmm. it being made. And like, even if being like white people are in gangs, the too, non-racist, they, they're calling out KKK. Yes. Like that yeah. is a child calling out the KKK. And that's where's the love black eyed peas of being like, Oh, oh black eyed peas um, famously solved racism. Well, no, well, where's no, the where's the love? love? I did a hip hop um, song to that. They ain't got no, it's like, um, oh, we still got gangs here, li- here living in the USA, the KKK, oh, the bloods and the crips and the, the KKK. KKK. Yeah. Right. And if you only got love for your own race, it only means space to discriminate. And when just, yeah, I, I, I sixth grade i knew all the words wait do you think will i am inspired colby or the other way around whoa think about it or are they the same person haven't seen them in the same room uh let's talk about colby himself unfortunately even christians can be prejudiced krista i wanted to call that out actually jesus said that we should not think of one person as better than another and in the book of james it says if any man says he loves God and does not love his brother, he is not telling the truth. You can't love God and hate your brother. I don't think it matters what you look like in the outside. I think it matters what's inside the heart that counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She has so much hair. That girl has so oh, yeah, much hair. Oh, yeah, the extra the pigtails. pigtails. Yeah. Uh-huh. Extra um, pigtails. When I heard that, I was like, yes, Colby. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, you can be a Christian and prejudice. I was like, yeah. Because uh, one of the... I said, go off, King, to my television. I did, too. Screen. I was screaming, go off, King. And there was, like, another girl in the in the clubhouse who was like, uh, she is black, and she's explaining to the other kids, like, what like prejudices and they never say racism which i thought was an interesting thing they only say prejudice which i thought was like hmm it it is a way to kind of skirt it but also talk about like you can be prejudiced if someone's thin and someone's overweight is what they said they're also like if you if if someone is more if you have acne Uh um if someone is really religious and is prejudiced towards other people who aren't as religious yeah i was was like this is really cool and uh, and open-minded and transparent i will say i was like no nothing about sexuality that's fine a little ahead of you know, yeah, we're gonna get that's there. a little we're gonna yeah get there. I know I was surprised too at how like uh balanced they were and oh but anyway so the girl was like yeah but you guys uh <laughs> she immediately like such a common thing like she had to take care of her white friends in that moment and be like but not you guys not you guys because one girl's like I don't think that and she's like no you guys you're my friends because you're Christians you're not like that but then Colby is like, the one is well, like Christians can be ra- can be prejudiced too. He doesn't say racist, but that's what he means. But I also and like, like we that. are, yeah, and and Christians can be that way to people who are not religious. Robots can be prejudiced against humans who are dumbasses. <laughs> I can't recall the whole Bible. Um, I'm gonna kill yeah, you. Yeah, and I was like, oh, 
okay. This is pretty, you know, it's pretty good for a little kid's show, like from the Christian perspective. Yeah, yeah. making gestures towards uh, a certain amount of wokeness, even yeah. if they don't arrive yeah. all the way. I mean, I just like anything that's like, that isn't hitting it over the head of like, uh, if these people, if if someone isn't religious, they're in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And being like, no, this is about like, because that, that also was a thing that I get really upset was being like, look, I didn't go to church that much, but I do know treat your neighbor as you'd like to be treated. Mm-hmm. And it just, it was a thing where I was like, it just doesn't make sense that like uh, the, what I've said recently is like, oh, this person is Christian, but they're like an actual Christian, like a good Christian. They're like an actual there's someone who like actually lives by the Bible mm-hmm. is like what I'll say about people who are like kind. And then because and I feel like I have to differentiate. Yeah. Because there's a, there's the other kind of Christian th- thinking or thought too. That's like, well, uh, I love people that are not religious, but only be as like a project for me or as something to be or to fixed. a point. Or, yeah. 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 Or like a not certain all the way. Length. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to play you one of the bops. Okay. That you so, and listen to carelessly. Half Wait, which one? Which, skipped over. Which Here's the thing with really... these shows is I'm always amazed by like the lack of talent within all of these kids. You've never made a children's TV show. That's right. Yeah, because I know I can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a This is an adult. I don't know. He was a little listen, kid on listen. the Do you want to say sorry? <laughs> Kevin's my friend, and I, I will say him. Kevin's I will, a person, and I, he's my friend. <laughs> I will say I think that song is cool until it's like God's gonna love you. Just let him do it, and I was like, what? Yeah, there was one uh, from an episode we we decided not to do for this uh, episode where the song was God uses little children. And I, hey. that was a little iffy in and of itself. <laughs> it's not by my It's not by power. Oh, this was a really good bop. Is this what I sound like when I sing? <laughs> be, better than be this. Be honest. I mean, the bar's on the floor. Okay. <laughs> I was like, this is like a cool song where I was like, this is fun. It was kind of fun. They had a good uh, mix of genre. In this show, they really did. Did you room. guys like the SNL sketch in the middle of it with the ear witness news? I oh my honestly gosh. did. I loved it so much. This I, is an ear also, witness news special report. Like the kids now, wrote it. Maybe. News. Well, it feels like it, doesn't it? Feels like it. The guy who like... wrote it is Colby. The guy <laughs> yes. who performs it. No, yeah, like he it's plays Colby. It's the same guy. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, I, I got his name here. Yeah, it's act something. Peter Jacobs. Because <laughs> they had generic. Name. They just had two women who were like. First one was like, I'm a rich woman. Oh, sweetie, I'll help you out. And there's another girl who's like, I'm like a stupid girl. Yeah, I'm like, like gross. Go gross, my phone, my shopping. And then the other guy, which I did think was an interesting take, was like, I'm a pastor. TTYL, you're dying. Got to go take care of my church. Because uh-huh. more of He them. was like a mm-hmm. southern minister who, yeah, was yeah. still kicked into the curb. Oh, and I was Samaritan like, ooh, another Christian came. dig in yeah. this little show. And then here comes cool. Kevin. Who leaves his basketball? This still was like basketball type thing. Left his basketball uh, behind to help the boy uh-huh. with the broken leg. And that's counting the cost. Yeah, right it is. There, yeah, I yeah. would say. Yeah, I want to talk about how prejudice isn't just race. I don't know why the color of your skin is such a big deal. 
Well, prejudice happens in many areas, Paulina. The color of someone's skin is only one form of it. What do you mean, Colby? Well, for example, a person who thinks they are very religious can look down on someone who doesn't know the Lord. And a rich person can look down on a poor person. A thin person can look down on someone who's overweight. A that felt person. a little yeah. rough. <laughs> a thin person can look down on someone who really should be going to the gym more. Even, yeah. Especially because I got him that gym that membership. Slob. Oh my gosh. Jeez. I will say... And again, all these episodes are available if you get a Pure Flix subscription, which I don't recommend you do. Pure uh, Flix? But there is, uh, there's there's quite a cavalcade of different hot topic issues that Colby's Clubhouse did tackle, yeah. including but not limited to homeless vet, Krista's sister has problems, basketball and bullies, dealing with bigots, which I think is this one. This one. In episode 17, anorexia. Yeah, oh, I, okay. I skimmed through the anorexia episode also. What was that one like? Um, it was, uh, you know, it was anorexia light. Like the, it opens, it opens on her girlfriends like talking about how they found out and they're all like 11, you know, they're little oh, and, uh, <laughs> and, and then like they're debating whether to tell her mom. And then her mom, her mom was like, and they're like, yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, but she's been getting really skinny. And her mom was like, yeah, to be honest, I just haven't really been paying attention to Kristen lately. Whoa. <laughs> and they're like, damn, and they're like, okay. Lord. But she's like, but thank you so much for telling me I can help her. Yeah. I, I really thought they were going to get a little bit more into it, but they didn't. I wasn't was... comfortable with the way Colby said foreigner in this piece yeah, of Yeah, at least he stopped to help. About the good Samaritan. That's right. The Samaritan, a foreigner, actually showed more of God's heart than the minister. Like that's the Col- that's the Colby equivalent of when your parents are telling a story and they mention the race, even though it's not yeah, germane to the story exactly. at hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The guy that helps around the house, um, he's Mexican. Uh, foreigner. Yeah, you're like, okay, you can just say wow. his name. We got Easy, it. Colby. Um, I want to control, delete that from your speech. Yeah, I was thinking also about within this episode, like. There's a there's a couple interesting things, you know, big themes. Sure. We have, you know, is racism the same as general prejudice? Should it be treated the same? Some would argue not. Sometimes racism is like bigger than just like I'm going to be nice to him cuz we're all the same or Well, whatever. yeah, it definitely makes racism and prejudice like an individual yeah. privatized sort like, of issue rather than like systemic yeah, exactly. or cultural. Yeah. Or it's exactly. all like leveled with like, oh, that's the same also as like, like racism being and mean fat to someone for their acne. Yeah, fat yeah. shaming is the same although, you know, cuz you know, there's always cops who are shooting people cuz they're fat. <laughs> right? Yeah, or cuz they have acne and <laughs> Like <laughs> They're not popular. Imagine if that was the case. <laughs> Kevin Terrible. just spit up his Soleil Gun, Guns would be banned, banned tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, yes. they'd be done. If it was just oh. general prejudice. Targeted yeah. overweight people. And, and then all. the second oh theme God. that I thought was interesting was how do you uh, forgive your oppressor. I did think that was interesting. And I also think. And do like. Ha- they handled it interestingly. They handled it interestingly, and it is a thing where that I I do think it it was a thing where I was like, okay, well, the show isn't perfect, Daddy. Stop getting like nitpicky. <laughs> I know when I was, was like, like I needed the politics to be just yeah, just right. because because Colby's clubhouse has third act problems. We can say that. But I will say that like it, it's that thing we were talking about before of being like the people who are getting punched down on still have to take the higher road because you can't do an eye for an eye and you can't do all this stuff. So it's like, yeah, Kevin has to be like, Kevin has to be the first person to put his hand out. 
You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Kevin has to be the one who is like, hey, I'm forgiving you. <laughs> so are you okay? Kevin just put his hand out. <laughs> and, and Caroline slapped, slapped it away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but, but like, but you know what I mean? Be, and, and it yeah. is nice that that like they got backed up. And I do, I honestly think, you know what? I actually think that this episode is less about prejudice and more about allyship. Yeah, Does that makes sense because I don't think it actually How deals. Because I don't think it actually deals very well with like discerning different prejudice, and that's okay because again, it's twenty minutes, third act problems, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I do think <laughs> they that it, that big number with the, yeah. with the hats. But I do think they showed like a pretty good thing of being like, I'm white and my friend is black mm-hmm. and I'm angry and I don't know what to do because he's my friend and and then Kevin's also like. Well, yeah, it sucks, but that's how it is. And then the white person be like, but I don't get it, and I'm mad. And and I do think it's an interesting, like, and that's also an interesting dynamic because there are a lot of like white people who it is it can be tricky to be an ally and support and listen without also making it about yourself uh-huh, and be- you saving Kevin and you saving Kevin, uh-huh. but also being like, hey, you're at our party. I'd like you to meet my friends. But yeah. you also have to stand up t- for people. So it's like, and I, and I did think that that third act was kind of nice. And and also I do think it's funny that Nick was like, yeah, I guess I got some bad habits from my parents. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's right. I was like, family. Yeah. yeah. And well, it was interesting too because, um, and I thought, I thought it was going to go into this kind of dangerous things that a lot of Christians teach little kids which is just like you just need to forgive people no matter what they did oh, yeah, forgive can I play them that clip? love them whatever but he didn't and I'm supposed to just let him talk to me any way he wants and then walk away and try to show God's love to him yeah Kevin the Bible teaches that you should pray for your enemies Kevin as well as for your friends Stop looking you don't at have me. to stand there and take abuse from anyone I like that just walk yeah. away and know that you are God's child and you are worth enough to Jesus for him to die for you and then go pray for him that's right Kevin as long as you look at both yourself and Nick from God's point of view it will help you not to be angry and resent him I think I'm angrier than Kevin maybe I should pray and ask the Lord to change my heart that's a good idea Matt Lord I'm really mad at Nick right now this reminded me of an episode of pin 15 you remember that one where uh yeah we're on behalf of my uh Anna tries to Anna, stage like a, yeah, the anti-racism, like an anti-racism rally, and, and it goes so, so bad. bad. And yeah. yeah, I know. Well, and then yeah, Colby's like, no, you don't have to stand that, and you don't have to let them talk to you and take abuse from someone. That's not right. Um, but you don't, I, I thought it was like a good way of explaining to a kid of like, but you don't have to swallow the poison of anger yeah. if you don't want to, and you can, you know, walk away from the situation and you don't have to fix uh, Nick or whatever. Yeah, I, I, you can I, care for his soul on a level without like. Which is what I have to tell like, myself every day on social media. Yeah, without being like, it's all the same to me and I'm fine or whatever. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just real bummed. Like, I think it's the thing of like, I, I do think, I do think like before Trump, it would be like easier to say it, but it, it is just a thing of being like my mom was saying this, that someone at her work was like, I don't know. There, there's just a lot of evil and I don't know if there's enough good to outweigh it. She was feeling really bummed that day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was with the abortion stuff. And it's like, man, it, it's a thing of, of me being like, well, it, honestly, we were talking about Game of Thrones of being like, like I understand, uh, I guess Game of Thrones spoilers right yeah, now. Spoiler alert for like, Game of Thrones. Spoiler alert for Game of Thrones because this is very like recent. But I like there's a lot of sympathy for Daenerys, like just burning everyone and like liberation from like if you're if you're gonna disagree with me, I'm just gonna kill you. And if and 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 if this kind of thing of like 
Because at a certain point with the abortion bills, you're murdering women. And at a certain point, you, I can't walk away from that. You can't walk away from, from that because it's not equal. It's not fucking equal. And, and, it's, and I think that's also what's hard. And I think, I think that's also what brought me back to like the adults in church of being like, you're not giving me actual advice. You're telling me a story to help me fall asleep. You're giving me a blanket to hold on to, mm-hmm. but you're not actually teaching me how I'm ever going to be able to have sex again. Like you're not actually teaching me how I'm ever going to like live, how, how my cousins are going to grow up without a mom. You're just kind of telling me something to cope and get through, but I'm not, how am I going to heal from this? I have to go to therapy. I have to be on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're not you're not helping me yeah and so forgiving your enemies and turning the cheek can be another certain, version of a fairy tale yeah that or even just yeah. being like great so i can turn my cheeks so they can like pray for so they can it, shoot you know, me in my back be, yeah. yeah of being like so you're, you're telling me to like lay down my weapon so that i can just get beheaded like it it, it, it almost is a thing of being like i don't like how much good and it's the thing it, it, i don't have an answer it's like me like legitimately questioning and of being like this colby thing is all nice except when it comes to like actual war which is where we're at we're we're at like war in america because people are taking lives and it's not just like taxes it's Mm -hmm. like no you're literally going to cause people to die and you don't care and you're gonna hide behind your version of religion which is murder which is not it's not what god would want for me with this like praying for your enemies loving your enemies stuff and all that it doesn't feel like a salve for social injustices and racial injustices and cultural injustices as much as it is like as as much as it wants to make like racism a privatizer like an individual thing that doesn't like touch other parts of society or like makes it a closed circuit system to me the love of enemy stuff as i've understood it in the last few years at least feels more of like a personal thing oh, i think it works so well with personal way stuff. way oh more God, so yeah. than like socially like you know people are gonna vote the way they're gonna vote. <laughs> yeah. like like it, it's not a call to like any sort of like dormancy or apathy when it comes yeah. to the stuff that yeah does like, hurt people oppress yeah. people kill people it's like oh this uh-huh. person who always kind of treats me a little shitty whenever i see him at a party i can i yeah. can love him i don't have to like hate them i don't have to comment or doing all this stuff yeah i agree with that I, yeah it doesn't yeah. function well for like systematic problems or things like that but it does uh it does help sometimes to like when you really do feel like you're feuding with someone to uh just as a as a like self-preservation almost to not engage and like feel revenge or feel that kind of anger with someone. And I like that he has them like zoom out of like at the end of the day, if you're looking at Nick and yourself from God's point of view, you're both souls and Ooh. there's like an equality there on some level. I remember something that I said to the taxi cab driver because he was talking about essentially like depression and like having a hard time getting up and feeling like worthless. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, but if you really believe in God and you believe that he loves you and you're here for a reason or like you're here for something, then isn't it kind of insulting to him to say that you're a piece of shit? And he was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. Cause it is a thing of being like, of, of like, yeah. and it, it was almost like a way to like believe in yourself. And that's what I think is so beautiful about like believing in God is that you're believing in, if you're believing in someone who believes in you. And so even if there's no one that you know personally who maybe believes in you, your belief in God instills that is basically saying that someone believes in me. Yeah. You believing in God automatically means that there is someone out there who believes in you and believes that you should be alive and you should be worth it and you should do things. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a really beautiful way of putting it. Yeah, right? 
Yeah, no, you know. Yeah, I've it. been a perfect person since I was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're pushing W. Bush <laughs> in the pool yeah. since you were two years yeah. old. We pushing understand. It, pushing it. But I but it was this thing of being like, Yeah, don't you don't you think? Like mm-hmm. and we I like like if that is a way of kind of like looking at like religion and also in like a philosophical way, which I also always like and like appreciate. Um, because I also feel that way. Because then I can also be like, Yeah, because you know, even if even if I'm not gonna say that if God believes me like I should believe in myself because God believes in me, but it's like there are a lot of really wonderful, amazing people in my life who have sacrificed time and energy to believe in me. And so how dare I ever doubt myself? How dare I ever not believe in myself or how dare I like, not how dare is so negative, but being mm-hmm. like, come on, like you're, you're, the facts have shown that yeah, people care no about you. you. Have no value yeah. You. Cause mm-hmm. people care and to, and, yeah. and like to be like to, to not believe in myself is an insult to my grandma who would never want me to feel that way. Um, cause everyone wants you to do your best. And so like, if you really believe in God, don't insult him by insulting yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to think about that a lot. I think in my day to day life yeah. where when I do get to those places that feel more negative or darker, uh, internally, I do have to think, well, am I going to make a fool of this person yeah. who did invest such and such time, effort, energy, love, affection? In the idea of like having to look at yourself through someone else's eyes and tell yourself a narrative of like, well, they're just kind of a fucking idiot. Well, and do I'm you, just I mean, going like, to toss that Yeah. Aside. Well, we all have friends, right? Like, sometimes like I'll, I have like a friend who'll get down on herself and it'll almost be frustrating because I'll be like, I love you so much. Yeah, it's like, oh, I guess I'm a piece of shit. It's so not my piece of shit yeah. for believing in you. Because Are you insulting my taste in friends? Because I think play you're this amazing. To its logical conclusion. Logical like, conclusion. You think I'm a fucking idiot because I think you're amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and it works on her. She'll be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, a good new tough love method. That's right. Here's another my name tough is Kevin. love Kevin. I'm your friend. Kevin's a person and he's my friend. <laughs> It works every time. I don't care if you're laughing at it. Because also, how dare... Because that's the thing. Aww. Matt's like, Kevin's a person and he's my friend. So how dare... So Kevin can't think he's not a person. He doesn't a friend because he's got Kevin. Matt Kevin's also. A per- hey. Kevin's a person. Listen. Kevin's a person and he's my friend. There we go. I don't believe it. <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> Kevin's a person and he's my friend. No, don't do this, man. Kevin <gasps> is a person and he is my friend. It's getting really <laughs> serious over here on the couch. Well, let's get into our final thoughts about the episode. The way All this right. works, Addy. Okay. So we give it a holy roast or a holy toast. Thumbs up, thumbs down, if we like it or not. Holy toast, that's a thumbs up. We send Colby and the whole clubhouse all the way to heaven. heaven holy roast, thumbs down. We send them to hell where they burn, where there's no friendship. <laughs> or if it's not one thing or the other, we can send them to purgatory a la... The space between. I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> and we'll start with Caroline. Oh gosh, I don't even like know what on on like what criteria I'm gonna base this on whatever, now. Whatever you want. Yeah, because I could matter. go so many ways. Uh, I'll just give it a holy toast. I thought it was kind of fun, and uh, there was it was a complicated one for Colby and the friends to tackle. <laughs> but they did. <laughs> I think it was slightly more successful than the anorexia episode that I skimmed through. What a wild sentence. <laughs> <I can't laughs> believe it <laughs> the roller skating robot android uh really really made a good point computer not a robot <laughs> about kevin and nick um and I, I i did love seeing all those kids getting a pool party together and nick making a sincere apology and then getting in the pool and going Marco! 
Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that was. I should have clipped that out I for you. I knew adorable. You it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, they're the actual kids. kids. Yeah, I know. I, I, the first when I, time when I, I saw them I behave like, oh, like people. Oh, he's a kid. Like yeah. as a kid, and I've seen my friends do that. Yeah, yeah. I know. It was fun to see that. them like be um, their normal selves. But uh, so I'll give it a toast. You know, this is such a bizarre freaking show. I don't like Colby. I don't trust him. Yeah. Why not? Why Caroline? are all these kids' characters so scary looking? I don't understand. But oh, anyway. Oh, we turned to Addie. It, Colby's I, hurt. <laughs> you, think a, you think I offended Colby? Yeah. I, I think, went after him for his legs. What you know, that's on me. right now? Yeah, I'm, that's shallow of He's me. He's friends with Siri. She'll tell about him about this. <laughs> why, do, why, do, why do you get to go last? Because that's tradition. That's okay. how it works on the show. Great. Yeah, I'm just, um, I'm just being a Nick. Um, I can go for it if you feel more Nick. No, I'm going now. Okay. Um, of course I toast it. I, love to, I, I will say there's one thing that we didn't talk about, though. Um, of the gender specific of the Bible of being like he created all men treat your brother I and, caught that too and this is the thing where it's and I do think sometimes it's like being a woman you just kind of like or like whatever yeah I guess that's I didn't neutral. catch that nah <laughs> um, but, but yeah I, but it is I, funny how like, often yeah. you're like oh yeah man that's a stand in for the human race for the human race uh-huh. and you I have to translate in your head yeah. yeah yeah and I also like have never super been down with the Eve narrative so that like that like just reminded me of that. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, uh, is Colby like using this term? Uh, and again, like we're also not talking about like, we're, we never got yeah. into LGBT stuff. Be- well, later on it did. Colby t- tackles the gender pay gap later <gasps> oh, in the fourth season. Good yeah, job, so Colby. According cool. to my calculations, women earn <laughs> 75 <laughs> cents every dollar. Let alone non-binary people. <laughs> I do have a question though. Did, did Which he knows something about eight, binary. Yeah, that's true. Did the episodes ever talk about sex? I don't um, think so. I don't know unless one of them, unless the one that's like Karen's got a bad reputation or something is about sex. I don't Karen's know. Karen's what you would call a loose goose at school. <laughs> cuz I do no. cuz I do think that I I I do I do think I mean, we're taking so long on this. I'm sorry cuz it's <laughs> no, my sex fault. Is a whole other, uh, but, yeah, but, but it is I feel like it's a whole other thing yeah. and yeah, it's bad. and it's really it's bad, bad and and and, and it's like and we can't talk about like the abortion stuff without talking like about also like the failure of uh, of educating kids on sex mm-hmm. and and I like I date men and I date women and a non-binary I did I did people like you know what I mean um and I remember when I was in college I was a sophomore and I had a roommate I had three roommates one was a girl and two were boys and uh one both boys were virgins one boy just had never had sex even though for lack of trying and the other one was abstinent and uh, we were hotboxing the bathroom, uh, smoking it up in our dorm. And they were like, Addie, uh, Rachel said that you're like bisexual because I was like telling people more. And I was like, yeah. They're like, well, have you ever had sex with a woman? And at that time, I hadn't. Remember, I had been fucking dudes since 13 because like all the guys I did it after 13, I still like would have sex with them mm-hmm. um, at a certain point, like after like two years or whatever. But I like would. And um, they're like, well, have you ever had sex with a woman? And I was like, uh, no. And they're like, well, then you can't be bisexual. And I remember being like, okay, you're right. I can't be. Even though both of them were virgins. Like both of them were like, we're heterosexual. We've never had sex with a woman, but we can dictate. But we are we can, straight. But we yeah. can dictate. Uh-huh. Oh my God. And and that like that like memory of it also was like another thing where I was like, I don't like that. And that also was someone like using religion uh, and like tying into like sex and like someone else's body. And it just always feels like weird and murky. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean it's all, and it's only about vaginal sex. Like that's what mm-hmm. defines virginity, which mm-hmm. doesn't like deal with anything. There's like same gender stuff. So yeah. it's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. 
I weird is a tame way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, weird's a good catch-all for the quirky. injustice of a lot of that conversation. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I toast the. But I toast you give toast the, to. You stand. I toast the I stand. I like. I mean, I don't really stand Colbs, but I stand. You the stand kids. a computer legend. <laughs> I stand. I stand the kids. A roller skating computer. I honestly, I honestly was not. He didn't even off. roller skate that often. I was like, what's the point? That would, actor yeah. is in danger. Super danger. I would honestly like that show if it was just kids figuring it out. And without the without Colby, and the computer was just an actual it was desktop just kids computer, or, or or if it was just like a Bible like, of kids being like, well, I read this portion, so can we talk about how I yeah. interpreted it? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and even just having kids because I that was what I was more interested in, and I'm like, that's actually more accurate to how how we talk about it. But mm-hmm. instead, all the kids are just believing Colby and whatever he says. That feels weird. Yeah, instead of a group of people that's being like, this is what man. we've read, and this is how we this is how we're yeah, interpreting a lot the of Bible. Authoritarian kids entertainment. Honestly, and I don't mean to go into a weird place with it but it's a show in which children do whatever a computer tells them to do so i'm like what is this an episode of black mirror <laughs> <laughs> but like honest uh, no but the thing is wait but actually that'd be an amazing black mirror episode it's like oh a slant gosh. of this yeah it really would but it's like now i want you to kill for me the bible says slaughter the blah 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 or whatever. yeah and they'd be like yeah. okay well that's what the bible says <laughs> All right. Well, like Rose, Kevin, you on playing the Degrassi Avatar game. All right. <laughs> I love whatever they told me. Love Degrassi yeah. so much. I was allowed to watch it, but I did anyway. All right. It's time I give my rating of Colby's Clubhouse. Are you gonna roast? I'm gonna give it in a manner that Colby would understand. Zero one one zero one zero 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 one one zero. One 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 zero one one zero one one zero 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 one 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 zero zero one zero zero one zero 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 one 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 zero zero one zero zero one one zero one 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 zero one one zero 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 one. Are you reading off of it? It's like you're zero, fired up. One, yeah. one, 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 zero, zero, one, one. So, zero, one, one, one. We can one, say so. Zero, one, zero, zero. Which is binary for Holy Rose. <laughs> Holy Rose? Wow, honestly, you're super prejudiced because you only talk, you, you assumed that he couldn't speak English because he's different than you. No, I just, <laughs> wow. no, 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 no. I, I assumed he was bilingual, <laughs> but I wanted to right, appreciate so you, his, uh-huh. and not appropriate, but appreciate so even though you've computer never, culture. You've never heard him speak in binary. You assume he knew. But I thought maybe I mean, he, he was feel giving him a certain respect. Known. I mean, I what if, what if his parents, what if like, what if he actually never learned binary and that's the thing that's really um, actually like embarrassing for him, him because his parents can speak. He's isolated yeah. within his culture because his parents wanted him to fit in guys and not feel like a foreigner guys. a foreigner you know what kevin's a person and he's my friend <laughs> so was I that from the twin towers the uh, music what's that was that from the um two towers you said the twin towers i know and then i was like that's not right the 9-11 movie no it's from a movie rings. called little women 
speaking the original of Maya, Little Women. But speaking of 9-11, why did you tell Colby to go to hell? No, I didn't say that. You said Holy yeah. Rose Bed. That's literally the only thing that we understood. I didn't say Colby goes to hell. So Colby's Colby Colby goes Colby's sitting at home right now, and he's just he just <laughs> pulls the plug from the door from the wall. <laughs> he walked into the forest and pulled the cord. <laughs> and he jumped just like into your a little pond. animal friends. Yeah, all my, yeah, my animal friends. <laughs> Kevin didn't like it. Oh, boy. Well, but we're not the fun word. You're the fun word. Listener, go to Christian Fun Pod. Vote on it. Give it a roast or toast. Pokemon, go to the polls. Oh, my the God. The polls. The polls. I love Daenerys Targaryen. I'm kind of a Daenerys. <laughs> Westeros was her Benghazi. Is this... Ira Glass? <laughs> no. It's Hill. It's Hill. But it's not really Hill. It's our <laughs> approximation of Hill, which is just uh yeah, it is Ira kinda Glass. it's it's his American life. I'm Hillary Clinton. Well, yeah, you're is. right. That's also, yep. your, like, that's, all your, that's also your baby Kevin voice. Is what? That's yeah, that's no. yeah, that no, I gotta do I this. See cat dog. No, I, I cat dog, I love cat dogs. <laughs> oh, you do? I love cat dogs. What are you doing after this? Watching cat dogs. Going through his drink. I will say, I can show you, for for my junior year of high school, my friend and I went as cat dog, and we made a really good cat dog That's costume. Awesome. With this like, is so big. You know those little like oh tubes gosh. that kids can crawl through, and Finally. they like are kind of accordion tubes? Yeah. Do I ever? We covered it in things. We like cut holes in it, so one was at the other, and one was at the uh, So we were at the other. Incredible. I was the dog. She was the cat. So we could bend around, and we just ran around the dance floor as cat dog it was the best wow so soul sister right here it's better best costume i've ever done and one ever top incredible kevin like loves playing he's been doing so many great hand gestures kevin loves his hands podcast <laughs> kevin loves his hands <laughs> kevin's a person and he's my friend yeah it's real it's just a Who consistent callback my left hand <laughs> Kevin, you know how you know how to use an iPad so well. I this is maybe one of the only things I do know how to use well. Yeah. Besides all uh <laughs> <laughs> lefty well, his left hand is what stays. You do a lot of great work with those. Musically <laughs> acting wise. Alright, let's time to bring it down and wrap it up, Addy. The way this works is we're dimming the lights, we're in the sanctuary. It's yeah. a time of worship, it's a respectful time. But we're not here to lift up ourselves and our own social media and our own projects or promote them. Oh, no, we are here to lift them up. We're not here to promote them. We are here to lift them up. Got it. But we just call it lifting it up. We start with Caroline. Uh, lift me up straight to heaven at Caroline's Farts. Kill me. <laughs> I want Will um, Smith to run me over or whatever Twitter's saying. Uh, okay, my lift up. I just read this today. Uh, it's an article by Gia Tolentino on The New Yorker. And it's called uh, Losing Religion and Finding Ecstasy in Houston. And it was really interesting, and people will like it. She talks about growing up in a megachurch in Houston and then discovering drugs and how all of the like ecstasy and the feelings of God mixed together in that. It was really cool. Uh, we turn to Addie. Where can people lift you up on social media? Oh, you can lift me up. Uh, honestly, my dad says that my Instagram is better than my Twitter. So it is. Go, it is. It's much. It's not even a debate. I mean, I don't try zing. on Twitter. Uh, it's not a zing. It's just my. I just recently oh my changed God. my Twitter bio to this is Instagram, right? Um, <laughs> had uh, so on Instagram, I'm Addie Yo Mind A D D I E Y O M I N D. And there's a double meaning there. Let's get out of your mind. <laughs> uh, and yeah, then, uh, yeah. and on Twitter, I am spaghetti sauce. So, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a double meaning there. Spaghetti actually. sauce and my name somewhere in there. 
Um, so you can that's where you can find me on social. Also, I don't know when this is coming out, but May 31st at Dynasty Typewriter. Um, uh, Everything's Great is a new monthly show hosted at Dynasty Typewriter by Who me, Nick Kocher, Demi Adijuibe. Never heard of them. Um, you love them, you know them. Uh, they're two awesome guys who I'm very grateful to be friends with in LA, and I'm really happy to spend the rest of my life with them. Whoa. The wow. <laughs> you oh guys get married on that show? We get married. It's a surprise. That's so cool. Um, they're going to love that I said that um, <laughs> Demi will be a good show is going to be really mm-hmm. fun. We have a great lineup. Um, check out my social media to see what it is because we haven't technically announced it yet. Um, oh, and and are we just also an article that we like, uh, or just you know any like pop culture you're enjoying right now that you want to lift up? Okay, this is I'm going to give you guys a gift. Uh, there is a video that if you look up. Um, uh, like you okay you fine you fine you just look that up I think it's like Vanessa soothes her younger sister and it is this video of a little baby crying and the mom holding it and the little baby's older sister Vanessa saying you okay you fine you fine you okay you okay you fine you fine and the baby calms down oh my god and this happens twice and I like to send it to my friends oh, when so they're nice. sad about something and I want to say you okay you fine you fine Addie sent it oh, to me six that. times in the last week <laughs> I guess what, Kevin? Okay, he fine. He fine. He fine. Oh, I feel good. Okay, you fine. You fine. Okay, okay, you fine. He's a person. No, you don't get to say that. Kevin is a person. Only white kid on (laughs) freaking Colby's Clubhouse can say that. I love this song so much. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it make you feel a little holy? A little contemplative. Yeah. A little prayerful. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter. I'll lift up Fleabag Season 2. Oh, lift it up. Brought me to my motherfucking knees, that show. Woo! Yeah, a lot of overlap in uh, interest with people who listen to this show, I bet. Yeah, Blue Bag is really great. Uh, you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can leave us a review on iTunes, and we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is Shatterproof. Blah, blah, blah. Patreon.com slash good Christian Fun. What's yada, Shatterproof? Yada, yada. Shatterproof is uh, one step better than fireproof. I already <laughs> said that shit. You did? I don't remember that. Um, it's assistance and awareness for like uh, drug crises, the opiate crisis. Nice. Opiate crisis included. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Helps out families and stuff. Addie Wyrich, thank you so much for doing Kevin the show. T. Porter, thank you so much. What and delight. what is Caroline your M. <laughs> Caroline M. Ely. Caroline M. Ely. I mean, she has like a fun, you know, a fun handle. Yes. And yours is just your name. No, mine is boring, and this one's this girl's here to have a good time. This one's like, oh, does this is this guy on LinkedIn and he wants to network with me? Yeah, is he like me. a finance insurance guy? Is okay. he a person? Is he my friend? <laughs> I'm gonna find out. Kevin is a person and, and he's, he's my, my friend. friend. Oh, what a great way to go out! And all pods people said, "Amen." What song do we want to go out on? Uh, Dancing on My Own by Robin. <laughs> oh, all right. I, I always that. like to hear that song. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It's a perfect song for any occasion. Definitely for Colby. Look at this. He's a robot alone in the world. Perfect song. Any occasion. Do yourself a favor. Bump this at home. Hey. I don't remember these words in the song. Eddie has to talk fast. Okay. We'll see you next week. On Will We Do Something Different. No. What do we say? No, that's second service. I say, okay, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. You say goodbye. Goodbye. And then Addie says, Does she love you better than I can? Bye. Big black sky over my town. Uh, I did just think of Frodo and Sam having to go to the Twin Towers. (laughs)
save it. <laughs> Mr. Frodo, the North Tower is on fire. Wait, can I go to the bathroom before we play this oh, game? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if we're going to edit, we're going to drop an edit. Maester Frodo. Oh, are you okay? Terrorism is such a scourge on our nation. But Sam, jet fuel can't, build, can't melt steel beams. Frodo, are you on the day of 9-11 already a 9-11 truther? I just happen to know a lot about structures. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Frodo, I don't like that kind of talk. That really diminishes a lot Uh-oh, of the lost lives. Oh, time to be invisible. The- oh. <laughs> 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 he goes up the South Tower. <laughs> The Eye of Sauron is between the towers. Now that makes sense. Yeah. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs>